Um, okay, here we go. Ready? This Let's is going to be sick. This might be our best episode. It could be. <clears throat> We're either about to learn how much we need Chris or how much we don't need Chris. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. This is episode 28. As always, here with me is Rachel. Hello. And my name is Brad. And at this point in the podcast, you're probably like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's that Chris guy? Um, and, you know, Rachel, do you know where he is? Um, I think something about he, like, made it big time and now he's, like, too good for us. Yep, something, he's at a freelance like gig. That. He's at a freelance gig uh, doing some rehearsals right now. He has a, uh, he's going to be mixing a, um, the Wimberly release album sure show is. thing uh, Friday night. So, uh, if you're hearing this and you're like, oh my gosh, wh- where is that? Yeah. You should start driving if you're more than a day away from Dallas, yeah. but it's going to be in Dallas. Get in your car, grab your favorite snack, make a road trip, come mm-hmm. see Chris. Pack extra snacks. Yeah. Um, and then come out and see Wimberly, and then Trip Lee's going to be playing. Mm-hmm. So, and Chris is going to be mixing. So if it sounds bad, um, it was it, Chris mixed it. Yep, but it sounded him. really good. Rachel and I mixed it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, be on the lookout. Are you going to be at that show? Potentially. Rachel. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm potentially going to be there too oh, as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told Chris. Although now that he, he ditched us for rehearsals, yeah. I, might, I might ditch him. I don't but think uh, my heart could handle it, the the betrayal, you know? So. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, if there's another Chris out there and, and you'd like to replace our Chris, let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. Um, I didn't look in Reddit for the podcast, by the way. I don't know if you mm-hmm. have... I haven't, no. Okay. I'm not a big Reddit person. It's still in the docket. Well, hey, today we are going to go through um, some uh, questions that people had in the Church Sound and MediaTex Facebook group. If you're like, oh my gosh, what is Church Sound and MediaTex? Well, it's an infamous group made up of tens of thousands of humans. Tens of thousands. Um, Or at least tens of thousands of Facebook profiles. That's Um, true. It could just be like a bunch of people catfishing it's a bunch of robots. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of people on there. It's actually a really great resource uh, for anybody in the church uh, production world. I mean, uh, you've some things you might have to filter through the nonsense and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But there's a lot of great content. There are a lot of uh, big names, a lot of big churches, a lot of small names and small churches on yeah. there as well. So it's, it's a place for everybody to come together. And it could be anything from, hey, my... How does this microphone work? It's not working to like, hey, I have to spend $2 million on lights. What should I get? Mm-hmm. And so um, what I did is I just put, made a post and was like, hey, we're doing a podcast episode. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? So we're just going to literally go line by line. Yeah. Each one. Uh, we won't say their name, uh, but you know who you are. You so know. Congrats. Yeah, I think we have like 10. So. Oh, is there 10? Well, I don't know. That's I think a great number. Around 10. Okay, well, let's start know. off. Number one, this, this person said... Um, you know, and I can't, I didn't write these. So if they don't sound like complete sentences, then (laughs) don't email me. Uh, the first one is finding dedicated workers to help run the technology side of church production. So it sounds like maybe somebody is just looking for, sounds like probably volunteers to run the tech side of things. So like, where do you find dedicated workers, Rachel? Um, for me... I dedicated volunteers.com. Yeah. And that's our sponsor yep. for today's there show. It is, right there. I'm just kidding. I hope that's not a website. Um, what I kind of do first off is, uh, 
I'll try to kind of assess and see like, hey, do I need a volunteer for this? Because I have found sometimes we'll want to do things a certain way or whatever that involves production. And it's kind of like, hey, do we really need to do this for this? You know, so it kind mm-hmm. of just assessing your needs, I think is key. Um, and just kind of working with your ministerial staff to see like what their vision and what their heart is. Beyond that, like once you figure out like, oh, yeah, we're going to need someone for this. Um, we at our church, we don't really ever announce volunteers from the stage unless there's like a certain event or something beyond that. I will just kind of be in the lobby after services. I'm obviously always in the booth. Um, anytime we do membership classes, we'll all take turns and get up and kind of talk about our ministry, what we do and why we do it and everything. So, um, those are the key ways that I bring people in, whether it's like catching them, like right when they're coming in as a member or in the lobby, just in like chit chat conversations people see with a name tag it's like hey you're on staff what do you do here and just talking to them about it then so I don't really do a lot of um campaigning or anything I guess I kind of just play it cool yeah yeah I think the the big thing is just I mean you find them everywhere so there's not like one place you're gonna find yeah all of them you know we've we've had people join in that just knew somebody on the team mm -hmm. we've had people that I've just ran into in the foyer Uh, Like conversationally, not just like run into them. And and you'd be surprised how many people like actually do want to volunteer and help out. They just might be intimidated because it's like production and Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this is like too techie or whatever. Yeah. Um, You'd be surprised how many people serve for a T-shirt. Yeah. You give them say, hey, Mm -hmm. we've got a production shirt you can wear. And they're like, what? Yeah. Uh, but you have to serve for 50 years. Um, it's a binding contract. I was going to say this. There's a comment. Somebody left a comment on this and I thought it was actually good enough to. Mm -hmm. I was just going to read it. So he said. Well, the qu- the question itself is a misnomer. These folks don't exist outside of the rarest of unicorns. Mm. They aren't found. They are made. So the better question to tackle might be, how do you engage, potential, equip, and encourage it than empower by leading people into using their gifting faithfully? So yeah. that's good. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's, I mean, every now and then you'll find somebody that does this for a living that will want to volunteer. Um, but most people, you know, you're going to have to search for them and it, really anybody that's just willing to learn and, yeah, totally. um, um, and sometimes they're not willing to learn yeah. and you still use them. But, mm-hmm. um, in the end, I think, you know, that, I mean, the big thing there is just, they aren't found, they're made. Yeah. Um, so I think it helps to start small. Um, I don't like know, with babies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotta yeah. let them grow. Mm-hmm. Um, they tip, they always miss the sound cues <laughs> they do every time what we've it's because they're wearing the, the giant headphones and they just yeah. they can't really hear um no but i think it's important just to start small with when you do bring people into volunteering because um you don't want to like put them in a spot where they feel like they messed up or like you know impeded the service somehow so i always just start with like hey if you're gonna be here you're gonna like shadow then you're gonna do this and the other thing too is like our volunteers like are there to serve but it's also like we serve them also so like i need to set them up for success and if i give them too much or like too complicated of a task or something it helps to kind of know them and just start small and like have a foundation of things and build off of that because i'm not going to take someone and just put them behind the board and be like here's your volume and like that's that you know um so yeah next question is uh i'd like to hear a discussion regarding imag uh, video production for Sundays, looking at reworking workflows mm-hmm. and trying to get ideas. What does it look like for y'all to do video production well, including lower thirds, graphics, iMac, camera ops, trainings, etc.? That's a lot. Mm, that is a um, lot. I would say that here at the village, uh, we are we are just we are not a the sexy church, um, and it's we true. have really up until I 
think I want to say six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. we just had one camera locked down yeah. on a Very portable simple. stage riser. Yeah. And we put tape on the stage and, we're, and was like, hey, Matt, you cannot leave this box because yeah. there's, there's this is nobody little, on this the This is camera. your little prison. Yeah, Stay so if there. somebody came by and like nudged the ca- Somebody could have literally pushed the camera <laughs> over and we would have been like, oh, we have to cancel everything. But um, And so and then we've most recently in the last seven years have gone to two cameras. So mm-hmm. And we only do iMag during the message. So we don't do iMag during worship, mm-hmm. which I think honestly... We could get more into that in a in a later episode. I think that might be a good because totally. there are Phyllis, there's there's reasons why we don't do Agreed. IMAG during worship, um, and that might that would be a good conversation. I think for maybe a guest or somebody. Yeah, that we I can, literally wrote down in preparing because I I'm very old school. I know I have notes, but I wrote down IMAG and then I put not a big fan and then in parentheses time and place where it's just like I think there's a time and place for it where it can work and it's cool, but for the most part I'm like, is it really adding? much or is it like more of a distraction and i think most of the time in a church setting it can be a distraction i mean there's that's a huge conversation yeah i do want to say though there are some churches that do imag during worship that are super super cool looking yeah um but again i think here um there are some philosophical reasons and i think we we should definitely do that let's make a note to talk about imag because that's a good question um i don't we're definitely not the experts because we don't do it during worship um, I think if we did, our people might even be like, whoa, what are they doing? Yeah, Why is the guitar like, player up there? This is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what our people sound like? Mm-hmm. They sound like Harry Potter just fans. Like that. Is that what I sounded like? <laughs> yeah, no offense to Harry Potter fans. It just, that's what, Sorry, that's what every single Harry Potter fan sounds like that. Just like that? Um, okay, well, but as far as like lower thirds and stuff, I mean, we mm-hmm. try to keep it so simple here. Yeah. Um, you know, our basic things are just like, we keep two lines of text on our lower thirds. Mm -hmm. Um, we, uh, always dissolve them in and out. Um, you know, there's, we we just are not the, the leaders in the IMAG world. Honestly, we should get somebody on that is, um, but anything else on that? I know that you guys have a camera in Dallas that you guys we use, do, but I don't yeah. think you guys even do lower thirds or anything. No, we don't. We don't do any type of keying or anything. It's It's really just just for like a people in another room yeah it's for like see. overflow feed because yeah. we go to like the family room nursing room sometimes right. we have overflow all that and it's literally just so like they can see who's up on stage not yeah. just the background slide or whatever yeah. it's just a whole can of worms you open when you get into that world and i think yeah. unless you have like a dedicated video person it's probably kind of just oh, this sure. weird gray area nobody knows what to do anything with yeah uh, next question is getting volunteers to be serious about their service mm. Ooh, that. That kind of sounds, it sounds a little, a little angry. Hostile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, how do you, how do you, Rachel? How do you get your volunteers to be serious about them serving? I think from the beginning, it's always good to set clear expectations. Um, taking it seriously—that's like a very loose and undefined uh, phrase. Where I mean, I've had volunteers where they're like running graphics and they like have their phone and they're like on Instagram or whatever. And that could be an example of like not taking it seriously or anything. And I think you just have to, from the get go, just kind of tell them like, Hey, we're here. We need you to be focused and we want you to like pay attention. Um, I don't really know without knowing details beyond that, like what I could say. Um, one thing that I keep in mind, and this is actually one of our like core values is, um, we always say God loves you, but doesn't need you. And so really what it boils down to is like, hey, whether you like kill it in production or not, like the Lord's work is going to be done. So the best thing you can do is just like 
get on board and do what you can to help out. And I think as long as you're coming from like a spirit and a posture of that and not like correcting or anything, then it's easier to get people invested. Certainly you need to correct sometimes, but very rarely is it like a disciplinary yeah. thing where it's like, hey, you can't volunteer if you're going to do this, you know? Yeah. And I think like they're going to take it as serious as you do. Yeah, totally. Uh, and maybe this person takes it really serious. Uh, I, I don't know the backstory, but I would sure. say if you're not taking it serious, then they, I don't think your, mm-hmm. your, your people are going to take it serious. Yeah. Um, and I think there might be some some heart things in there to assess too, where like if you've got a team of 20 volunteers and you think like, God, none of these people take it seriously chances are you're probably taking it like too seriously or like you're not helping equip them in some way. So, right. I mean, it may not be the volunteers. It could be your heart and your attitude, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Next question is the ins and outs of digital routing and patching for self-taught amateur who are Whew. trying to learn more about. So mm. that's going to be tough to answer. What I would say is, man, I would start by YouTubing. Yeah. Ins and outs of digital routing and patching. <laughs> Just take your question uh, and copy and paste yeah, it into just one of those. Let me Google that for you, kind of thing. Oh, and honestly, I would just try to, as with anything, is just try to find people that are really good mm-hmm. and ask them, and then just copy them yeah. until you're comfortable and you want to do it a different way. Totally. So that's the at least the not yeah technical. Quick I would yeah about that. I would say too. So for me, I mean, I grew up in church volunteering and production, um, like youth group and like camps and all that stuff. I didn't get into it like seriously until really I started working here. So I would still very much consider myself new to the game. Um, what helped me a lot was just kind of trying to understand everything individually before I put it all together. So like I'm going to know how my console is patched and how all that wor- works and breaks down. Then I'm going to know how my Rio boxes are and how Dante is. And by understanding them all separately, it made it a lot easier to like put the pieces together. So I don't know if that's helpful, but yeah, that's that's where I would start. Um, next one is stories about multitasking under pressure. Uh, worship pastor, lead pastor, and congregation expecting a lot from you. Mm. Uh, I mean, I would say go back and listen to uh, the first few episodes. We've shared a lot of like worst case scenarios, yeah. which we haven't done in a while. But we have uh, Man, there's so many stories just about. I I, I still get nervous <laughs> over a, a big event or something, and we're oh, about yeah. to start. It's you know three, two, one, and the first. You yep. know, even though you know what's happening, you're you're ready. I uh, still get a little nervous, and um, yeah, I think it's just something really uh, handling that is just doing it a lot, just mm-hmm. being in those scenarios over and over and over again. Um, but as far as stories about multitasking under pressure, one time we were at a don't um, don't tell anybody <laughs> this, but there was a funeral here in um, at the Flower Mound campus, mm-hmm. and it was packed out. I mean, there's so there's about there's over a thousand yeah. people here, uh, and we were playing back a video, and it was a it was like an 18 minute video, and we had to download it from some source, you yeah. know, wherever that was. And uh, <clears throat> so we knew it was like 18 minutes. And then uh, so we switch it back because we have people back in video world. For some reason, we had to play it from back there because hmm. um, we're, also, we're also capturing this. And, you know, everything we're putting on the screen. There's, I mean, it's, gotcha. it is a funeral. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't get more serious than that. And uh, plays the video. And we're like, so what's, what's the countdown at? What's the countdown at? And he's like, OK, there's six minutes left. And I was like, whoa, 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 there's, and I am direct, I am, uh, I'm directing, so I'm not running audio, I'm behind the lighting console, and I've got the event coordinator literally right behind my shoulder, there's a bunch of people in the booth, it's very serious, and 
you know, just imagine me at the booth. Everyone's watching this video and they're like six minutes. And I'm like, I know that there's 12 more minutes of this video. So where did it go? <laughs> oh, and no. I go and, you know, the, the event coordinator person can hear me and she is like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like yeah. hyper ears. And I'm like, um, you need to get the rest of that video right now. I don't know what you guys are doing, but yeah. you need to get it right now. And so we I don't know what happened if they downloaded, but they got it. OK, but we're playing the shorter video. Yeah. So we're trying to sync them up and play back. So we have this one source that's playing and there's only like a couple minutes left or then it's going to go black. Yeah. And we don't even know when it's going to cut off. It could just cut off in the middle of like, you know, it's showing pictures and it's everyone's crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we're like, okay, when it goes black, we need to fade it into the other source. And um, I'm doing this all like super calm, making it look like, you know, because I didn't want the event coordinator to freak out. Yeah. And I was like, you need to get this, to get the video, <laughs> sync it up. When it's black, switch it. And so we did it. It went black. They switched Great. sources. And then there was like another 10 yeah. minutes left. And I was sitting there going, wow, we should we should have won an award in Church Production yeah. Magazine for like... It's great. Best, worst, fail. Keeping it cool, yeah. At a funeral. And man, it was just... And the event coordinator, I, at some point she was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, nothing, nothing's going like, on. Oh, don't but worry like, about I was it. Like, oh, my, I, I was about yeah, yeah. to just... I wanted to scream. Um, and I kind of did at the guys in the yeah. back. I was like, you guys, yeah. you did this. Fix it. <laughs> and they fixed it. So it was, well, that's good. It was good times. Um, okay, next time. Next question. Balancing technology desires with availability of reliable volunteers and budgets for paid staff. So it seems like this person uh-huh. uh, maintains a large house of worship with a private school and someone who's a, their director has accumulated a lot of technology and complex systems um, that can be managed with the people they have. Like it's hard to and it's leading to problems with service calls, um, phantom problems, a lot of hmm. you know things that were unnecessary to the system. And in, that person even got in a little bit of trouble with overspending and budget. So it sounds like it's a bit of like a kind of like gear gear want versus need kind of a thing and i I feel like the way that you know this is a huge this goes into like some i'm going to bring up some more personal things but okay i think whenever somebody uh on our team maybe even somebody new or somebody's been around and and they're just they just want to get things you know i want to get this new mic and i want to get this this di and i want to get this plug in and i want to get this camera and Mm -hmm. i want to get this oh this thing that can talk to this thing and you press this button and then it makes a lever go up and then it feeds everybody. You know, I think I think it says something about like, you know, I don't spend my money like that. Totally. So I, I don't I'm not with Arlen and just constantly going, uh, you know what we should. Oh, we should totally get this thing and get this thing, yeah. this really cool gadget. You know, uh, we're like a new we're not spending anything. Something. We're like, you know what, we're going to not eat for a week to save money <laughs> so that we can eat really good next. You know, yeah. And I think someone I think it. I think it could be a shadow of, you know, it's really easy to spend other people's money, mm-hmm. but it's not so easy to spend your own money. And then yeah. I think it just really ties back to, are you giving money to the church? Because it sounds like if if it's so easy for you to, to, to want the church to buy these things for you, it's just, it makes it seem like you don't have anything in the game. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So like totally, yeah. if I'm not giving money to the church, then it's not my money because it's, it's, it literally is other people's money. Yeah. But if I'm giving money to the church... Now I'm like, oh gosh, I would want somebody to not just go willy nilly and buy oh, yeah. every plugin in the world. Um, nothing against plugins, um, but fine. I think it. You I think it them. is a That's bit. Okay. Yeah, I did. There was a ban. <laughs> we had a ban where there we might still buy, be a ban. I think there uh, is a we plugin could, ban of 2018. We buy any plugins. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, and so I think honestly, and that's just a tough. 
that's a tough conversation, but I do think it do, it could be a shadow of just somebody mm-hmm. not giving to the church. And that's not like a go give to the church right now because blah, blah, blah. But I do sure. think there is something about, you know, you don't spend your money like that. But we're so quick to want to spend the church's money like that. Yeah. And I think once you do that, once you're giving money to the church, man, I, I think I've seen a thing where I'm like, even like something that's $40 in a $1,000 budget, I'm like, no, yeah. don't get that because I... I don't know. There's something about, I don't know, just it wouldn't feel right to show a normal person that comes here and tithes thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars a year. And I go, but look, I got this cool mic with your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, what? There's starving people. Overseas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. kind of like, it, there's a big, it's a big topic, but I think um, that's my, that didn't even answer the question really. That's but okay. I do think you don't want to just, you don't want. It's just you got to be careful of spending the church's money. Yeah, I think there's some strategy involved of like, okay, what's the end goal? Like, what's the ultimate thing we're trying to achieve? And how can I get things? How how can I purchase things that add to that, but also are going to like be compatible and be around for a long time where it's not like... Yeah, there are value value buys with every, practically every budget. So even depending on how good you want things. And I think you'll see a theme here. It's just like... If you don't, if you're like, man, I just don't know what to get. I'm just mm-hmm. going to post this thing on Facebook and tell, buy the first one that whoever yeah. says something. Like, go to somebody who knows what they're doing. Totally. That you trust. Um, or maybe you trust their work and they do it well. And then mm-hmm. ask them and ask a bunch of people like that. I yeah. just think, just don't do it by yourself. And um, as far as that particular situation about their director and how it's just a complex system, is I would mm-hmm. just try to make things not complex as possible. Yeah. I think if you... What really needs to happen is they need to be able to run a weekend without you there. Yeah. A Sunday, at least. Um, I guess if you have Saturday services, it's a weekend. But Sure, yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a huge goal, really, that everybody should go for because you should not be there every single Sunday. Yeah, that, no, you're right. That's just not fun. Um, next question. Balancing volunteers with varying skillets. Skillets. Okay, so maybe I'm thinking this person maybe meant skills. I was but thinking Skittles, but that's Skillets, fine. like the bands? Is there more than one <laughs> the Skillet? Bands. There has to be. I don't know. I feel like a monster whenever I talk about them. So. That's fair. Um, balancing volunteers with varying skills, experience, schedules, and desires while aiming for excellence. Mm. Um, yeah, that. I mean, it's kind of a general theme of some of these questions. Are kind of the same. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of... Not talking in circles necessarily, but kind of saying the but same thing. But kind of what you were saying earlier, Rach, it's just like getting with leadership on like what is excellence yeah. for you? Like mm-hmm. what, I mean, there's places where if a mic drops, you're done. Yeah. And that's ex- excellence is like, no, you can't mess up. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just getting on the, and the best thing I feel like what I love about our church is that leadership is on board of like, hey, we want volunteers so mm-hmm. nobody gets paid to do this. Um other than us that work here, but yeah. uh, none of our volunteers get paid. And so they understand um, that, hey, sometimes things are going to happen. We're going to miss totally, cues yeah. sometimes. Obviously, we're not, if it continues to happen, that's a problem. Yeah. But that's like such a rare, that, that totally. probably has never even happened. Yeah. But if it's like someone's first Sunday running the board and pastor was up there to do, to do announcements and they pick up the mic and it's not unmuted for the first two words, no one's going to be like, you know. Yeah, and leadership, like, pastor's not coming backstage and going, hey, yeah. we need to get rid of that volunteer. Totally. And so I think that, I mean, that sounds silly and even sounds minute, but that is huge. Yeah. If you're not on the same page with what you're expecting services to be like mm-hmm. and then your leadership expecting services to be like, I would say you need to have a conversation with them because they're yeah. really going to be 
the ones you don't want to be directing that mm-hmm. you want you want to be on the same page with your yeah with leadership i think it's important too to not just have like that personal relationship with leadership but with your volunteers as well and so it's like key for you to know your volunteers where they're strongest where they're weakest and not like necessarily plan accordingly but like help them in those areas where it's like hey if this person kind of struggles with lighting like Maybe they'll do better on graphics or maybe this person is like... Or maybe they'll be better on the parking team. Yeah, like maybe they're a killer audio person. They just haven't had any training or they like don't know what to do. So they're like super intimidated. So it's all about just like knowing your people, knowing your team and knowing your needs. Yeah. Which is oversimplifying for sure, but that's kind of what it comes down to. Uh, The next topic is drum reverbs. Just says drum reverbs and this this struck a heart chord within me. Is that a thing? Uh, We're going to save this topic for a for actually uh, an episode we're going to be recording next month yeah. and we're going to have a super guest we'll talk more about this later super guest uh, we we're not going to mention who it is but it's a super guest and, and it's going to be it, unbelievable this isn't like a tease this is like oh a, no it this is, is a, this, this is, is a this well, is a tease it's a tease but it's also like this is a real thing that's oh it happening. is this is a real yeah thing. like we're not copying well. out like there was actually a pretty legit yeah. person that don't worry about we're going to talk to don't even worry about it next one coffee and its importance um, oh, coffee. Even what grind size and coffee to water ratio is best. This, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. <laughs> I, I think this gets me on a tangent of like, I wonder how much money people yeah. spend mm-hmm. on their coffee grinders yeah. and coffee as opposed to, I don't know, new strings like on people, an acoustic guitar. Like people in or general? Drumsticks or like, that don't or have like chunks. Ch- or like church budget money. I think money. church but church budget money. Oh yeah, for sure. Like are your drummers drumming with, you know, sawed and chewed on toothpicks? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, or are there is there a guitar out of tune? That's yeah. Let's buy a but tuner. you better believe we have the best coffee. Oh, we've got <laughs> listen, our services are really rough. Yeah. They've been really rough the last couple of yeah. years and we've we've had people come and go, but let me tell you what, our drip coffee system yeah. in the back and it it filters through a diamond Yeah. Uh, lens and then it drips on it. It's uh, awesome, and yeah. it's only for staff, only for volunteers. It's staff only. So like nobody, staff nobody. Only. But volunteers get a it. discount, and it's yeah. okay, man. I hope, I hope nobody does that. No, but, we're kidding, um, guys. But I don't know. I'm not a huge coffee fan. I'm not a huge coffee fan. I'm more of a creamer fan, and so I do like a little bit of coffee with my mm. creamer. I'm a French vanilla I, creamer guy. I do remember one time when you came to Dallas when I was relatively new, and you were just like making sure I wasn't gonna set things on fire. I had made a cup of coffee and I remember you looked over and you were like, Hey, is that for me? And I hadn't taken a sip of it yet. So I was like, oh. uh, I made it for me, but if you want it, you can. And you're like, that looks delicious. And you said, you're like, you look like you have the perfect amount of creamer in that. And I was like, I don't remember that. Cool. So I don't believe it. Well, I'm just kidding. It happened. Uh, do you use creamer in your coffee? I don't. Um, so did you have creamer in the coffee? I did that at day? that point in time. Cause it oh, wasn't, okay. it was like from a coffee. You kind of said it that like, like you, you're a better person <laughs> now. <laughs> I feel like this is where we really need Chris. He'd probably have a lot to say about this. Yeah. But he's more of the kind of like coffee. <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like an old Everybody's man, like, like an old man in a smoking yeah, jacket with a pipe. That's uh-huh. what he just sounded like. Um, but I'm more of a gas station cappuccino guy. We can talk about that at a different time. Last topic. Last one. And then the episode's over, just like that. Uh, it's, this is just a, this is, I'm just going to read it. It's it a just downer. Says, We're ending on a downer. Wah, wah, wah. Let's be it real. It says, ungrateful church leadership that holds all your mistakes and then uses them against you. Mm. Um, I feel like you're looking to be tough. like, hey, do you want to yeah. answer? Uh, I, I, have th- a, I have some opinions. Go ahead. What, I, what I is go. your opinion? I have one strong opinion. You have on one this. strong opinion. Um... 
I and I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Here's what I would say. I think one in production world, and this is like a. I'm trying to shorten this because it can be a very long-winded answer. Production in general is very new to the church. It's only something for the last like 10, 15 years has been around. So culturally, philosophically, it's just weird territory. I think it can be really easy in production to feel like you're kind of being like policed or like monitored and like that's unfortunate, but I think anybody who's been in church production can say they've been there. I think at the end of the day, what's important to keep in mind is as long as you have a spirit of collaboration and like you're showing that and you're operating from that, that's going to do a lot for you. And I think also as like corny as it may sound, I think praying about it is going to be a big thing where it's like pray for wisdom, pray for unity, Mm -hmm. pray for an opportunity for amends. Like at the end of the day, I think it's easy to lose sight of this, but your coworkers within ministry, like they're also your pastors, like they care for you. They love you. It goes beyond like job performance. So that's kind of like, the shortest way I could answer that. But I would just say, um, like, you know, don't hold it against them. Like just be kind and patient with them in the same way that they're probably trying to be that way with you. And I think at the end of the day, if you're just willing to sit down and have a conversation and show like, Hey, I want to collaborate and like, I'm struggling here. I need help. Like that's fine. You know, no one's going to be mad about that. Just be humble. That's it. Yeah, that's a way nicer answer than what I was going to say. What I was going to say, you're going to say, get out of there. I was going to say, get out. <laughs> Just go. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we don't know the whole side of the story, but if there actually is ungrateful church leadership, sure, it's actually holding all your mistakes and then actually using them against you, yeah, is I would just leave. But I think there's a perception thing in that where it's like, is that really what's happening? Or maybe like well, you're, that's what, you're insecure in your job and yeah. you're perceiving well, that I'm taking going really off personally. Of exa- if, they're, if that's okay, okay, actually okay, right, okay. then I would definitely leave. But I, I do think this. There's, if, this if, is one yeah. side of a Facebook yeah, sure. comment. But so if, I like, if you've got pastors being a jerk to you, yes, I'm on board with Brad. Yeah, I think I just don't think it's worth it, especially if you have if you're if you have a family. I would just be like, get out of there. It's not. Is it really worth it to just yeah. go and then just grind through a weekend and then just yeah. still just kind of like not i mean you're never going to just be like constantly patted on the back and like oh sure. my gosh you're so amazing yeah the service was so great yeah. because of you but i do think like if if um if leadership if leadership isn't healthy i would mm-hmm. just get out of there yeah especially and if you don't feel safe to confront them i would definitely get out of there that's fair but i would at least that's try true. to confront or not confront them i would yeah. I would try to talk yeah. to them about how you feel. Yeah. And then if it, if it goes bad from there, I would say go somewhere Maybe else. Maybe whoever this person is, listen to what I said first. Give that a shot. If that doesn't work, then then do Brad's thing. I would say, let's do what I said. <laughs> and then if that doesn't work, do what Rachel said. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Well, any last... Uh, well, we did want to mention, we do have a super guest coming on next month. We really month. do. Uh, we're... We're locking in a date right now. It's going to be epic. Uh, a lot of you are going to think we, we sold out to the mainstream. You might. Um, and that's because we didn't. Or maybe we did. I think it just shows we're like we did. We're making it. Yeah. We're, we're just, making it. Yeah, that's it's all. Just getting, it's getting there. And so I'm really excited. We're going to talk drum reverbs with this person. We are. They practically um, invented them. So Did, did this person... <laughs> do that we if all, so that would be you said it like we all know it's a awesome. guy come on oh yeah i mean we don't know for sure well i guess we know for we sure know. that it is a guy but it's gonna be awesome i'm i'm stoked this is somebody we we have a list of people that we want to get on the podcast and this was the number one person so numero it's gonna uno. Be awesome. well outside of like you know taylor swift well she's if she's listening just one. reach out she's definitely listening you're welcome 
but thank oh, you. Oh, by the way, hang oh. on. Billboard Music Awards, did you watch her performance yeah. there? Did you, yeah. the stage? Yeah. There was so much. Uh-huh. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it was a lot, but I, I had to watch a few times to really take it in, but I was like, man, there's a lot yeah. going on this here. This song is, it's tough. It's it is. It's tough for me to to just dance to it by myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and really get into it. Like I have mm-hmm. other songs of hers. And then I'm just not a, not a huge fan of Panic at the Disco. That, the vo- and I love kind of weird voices. but Sure, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was kind of just talking about like mm-hmm. just like yeah, stage production. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to bring stuff. it back to Okay. You wanted to criticize. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the stage was, that, that stuff is just kind of like, I don't even know where you. Where do you start? Yeah. I mean, you've got to have a lot of money. I'll tell you that. That's true. But Maybe they need uh, this guy who's yeah. spending all this money. Well, hey, just a reminder. Wimberly show is tomorrow. It is tomorrow night. It's uh, it's it's in Dallas, and so mm-hmm. you can get tickets online. Yeah. It's gonna be sick. Chris is gonna make it super loud. He is. I would bring earplugs. Yep. I'm gonna be wearing earplugs with earmuffs, and then a motorcycle helmet. And then you're gonna that. bubble wrap everything. Yeah, and then I'm gonna bubble wrap it, and then I'm gonna wear a, a what's like a submarine. I'm bringing a submarine to sit in. That you're way, would, I would be submarine? completely protected from the sound. But it's going to be awesome. So it is. It's really I know that great. you're probably not going to be there, Rachel. Well, I know you're probably not going to be no, there, No, I... Okay, we'll see. Well, you said potentially. We both had the same answer. I don't know why you think I'm gosh. flakier than you. I don't miss Chris. Do you? No, we don't need him. Okay. All right, well, thanks again for listening. We'll be back in hopefully a couple weeks. And then just be on the lookout for our super guest episode. It's going to be oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Bye. Bye.